Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. Scores, highlights, and analysis. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Pilch and Travis Wilson. Welcome in. The quickest nine weeks on a calendar are now upon us. That's right. It's week one of the 2019 high school football season. I am Mike Pilch, along with Travis Wilson of Wisports.net, taking you through all the games, or, well, most of the games at least here in 2019. As we get you set for, well, what's going to be a long season of high school football. I've said many times in the past that essentially this is, I don't know, the the quickest nine weeks on a calendar. It starts when the weather's hot and humid and we're all wearing shorts and short sleeve shirts. And it ends, well, really, technically it ends around Thanksgiving, but it ends at a time when we're wearing hoodies and pullovers and jackets And that transitional period on a calendar is at this time of year. But that's really where we're at. It all begins tonight. Step one in reaching Madison, Wisconsin for teams around the state. Week one of the high school football season. We're going to get you updated on all the scores and all the big happenings around the state, Travis. And this is, what, the 12th year you've been doing this now? 12th year for me, I believe, yeah. Uh, It's it's, uh, always a fun time when we finally get going, right? I mean, that's... Uh, just like the players, it's always a long build-up. It's a big, you know, to get ready for the season. And now it's here. Now I was at a game tonight. It was back to normal, uh, and not normal were a few of the scores that we've seen already tonight. That we'll get to a state champion has go- already gone down. We have twelve games between teams ranked in the top fifteen in our off-season team rankings. So a big night already, and more scores continuing to roll in. Yeah, normally we get most of those scores in around the 10 o'clock hour or so. That's just kind of the way it goes. But we'll get you your first scoreboard update, I think, on the other side. But we also had some marquee matchups that were played on Thursday night, believe it or not, to kick off the season. And we already know what's happened there. And how often is it you get this many good matchups at a Week 1 situation? Not very often. A lot of non-conference games, obviously. But this was a, uh, a great week to kick things off and a great game last night as Marquette and Muskego Squared off a, a heck of a game in that one. Muskego, the defending Division One state champions, won 14-10. to That was a rematch of a state semifinal game from a year ago. It was. And we'll get into what happened there and what has happened tonight. We'll get into that on, your, on the other side. Your first scoreboard update of the year 2019 coming up in a matter of minutes. He is Travis Wilson of Wissports.net. I am Mike Pilch. This is Football Friday Nights 2019. You're listening to Football Friday Night, powered by Wissports.net. That you are. Welcome into the 2019 season. I am Mike Pilch, along with Travis Wilson of Wissports.net. Now, before we get into our first scoreboard of the year and what happened on Thursday and everything else, Travis, you guys have a lot of information that everybody can find out statewide at Wissports.net, right? 
Absolutely. And obviously during this busy high school football time, it really should be a daily destination for any high school sports fan. If you're just looking for the scores from tonight's game, you can find those on WSN. You can head to the football scores page. If you're looking to get a little more in-depth and you want to find you know, some recruiting information, look at our conference previews, preseason information, we've got you covered there as well uh, through our WSN Extra subscription. But 90% of the content on our site is free. Again, scores, schedules, rosters, stat leaders in the entire state, the coaches poll, etc. All kinds of information on high school football in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, it's all there, and uh, you guys do a fantastic job. You might know more about high school football and high school sports than I do about any other topic. Let's get into some of the scores, really our first scoreboard then of the season. Not everything's final, and again, Travis, we kind of pick and choose some of the games we go over, right? Right. Uh, There's 180-some games, almost 200 if you add in eight-player football, that are played every night, uh, every Friday night during the high school football season. We're not going to read all of them off. It would be impossible, and you would uh, turn be the radio possible, dial. But it would be yeah. the entire show, basically. Yeah. People would turn the radio dial very quickly, so we're not going to do that. But we will highlight some of the big games around the state, 20 to 25 games around the state of Wisconsin from every part of the state of Wisconsin. We'll add some upsets that might come up here and there. Uh, and just get you caught up on the big games that are going on around the state. Well, one of the big games happened last night. It's already in the books. It was between Marquette and Muskego. Now, Muskego was your preseason number one in Division One, and they came out and did get a 14-10 win over Marquette. Big non-conference matchup to really kick off the season in the state. And that was our game of the week in Week 1. As I mentioned before, that was a rematch of a state semifinal game last year. Both those teams are ranked in the top six or seven in our preseason rankings, two of the most talented teams in the entire state, in a great game to open the season. And it played out that way, 14-10. Low scoring, which is rare in this day and age, but it was an early season matchup. And a lot of times, I think, in, you know, whether it's high school, college, NFL anymore, those early season games with the lack of contact drills that you get, the lack of seeing maybe a, a defense going full speed, I don't think teams really are who they are till that fourth or fifth week of the season, but it looks like that wasn't the case last night. Well, the other part of it is, and not necessarily just this game, but just in general, you have kids in some places that are not playing this week for code violations that might have happened in the offseason or last year, and so it really is week three or four that you really start to see teams coming together. You get everybody hopefully back and hopefully healthy, and it looks a lot, teams look a lot different mid-season than they do right here in week one. Yeah, there's no question about it. Also yesterday, ba- uh, it was Badger with a win over Greendale 20-7, to and that was a team with Banger that uh, you really kind of kept an eye out for there too as well. That game against Milrose Manduro, actually, that I'm talking about, not the Badger-Greendale uh, game, which happened on Thursday. Badger won that 20-7, to but the one I'm looking at is the Melrose Manduro game against Bangor, and Bangor is a team that year after year we're talking about. Yeah, they've been deep in the playoffs the last several years, and they opened with a huge win over Melrose Mindoro, 56 to nothing. Melrose Mindoro has won three straight conference titles in the Dairyland. Bangor's won five in a row in the uh, Scenic Bluffs, but uh, a great way for Bangor to open the year and make a statement that they're going to be a contender once again in Division 7. Now, Badger, I mentioned they beat Greendale yesterday 20-7. to They had a bit of a down year by their standards last year. Do most people believe they're going to come back this season? I know you have them starting the year unranked. Well, they proved that they're uh, looking much better with a big win over a Greendale team that was, we thought, maybe going to be a contender and still could be in the Woodland West Conference. Um, But a a nice win for Badger to get back on track under head coach Matt Hensler. 
Some of the finals we've got tonight, we'll get into some of these games a little more in-depth as we move on this evening. But in the Milwaukee area tonight, Hartford got a big win over Slinger right off the bat by the score of 21-14. Slinger picked by some to win the North Shore Conference this year. Hartford, pretty good team as well. So a pretty good matchup there to start the season, and it's Hartford winning over Slinger 21-14. Both teams chasing Homestead in the North Shore Conference. One of the most amazing stats that that I have and that is in high school football right now, Homestead has won at least a share of 18, that's 1-8, consecutive North Shore Conference that's titles. I mean, the, the kids that are on the team right now, none of them have ever been alive when Homestead did not win a conference <laughs> that's title. That's true. That's ridiculous. Another kind of marquee matchup, Milwaukee Riverside beat Pewaukee Travis 14-9. to and that's a nice win for Riverside out of the city conference where, you know, they haven't, the city conference hasn't had a lot of success over the last few years. So a nice way for Riverside to get a win over a very good Pewaukee team right out of the bat. And also Waterford, a win in the Milwaukee area tonight over Kenosha Bradford by the score of 15 to nothing. And we'll get into some more scores as they continue to trickle in throughout the evening. Right now we're going to take a little break, let some of our affiliate stations catch up statewide. We'll be back in about a minute. This is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. Friday night, powered by Wisports.net. Scores, highlights, and analysis. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Pilch and Travis Wilson. Well, a lot of scores to get to now. We just gave you the finals that we have out of the Milwaukee area. And it's now time to check in with those that have gone final throughout the rest of the state, Travis. And I'll let you start it off. Or do you want me to take this? Because I know you're busy kind of jotting them down there. No, I'll take this. Uh, the Madison area scores a, a game last night, a nice non-conference game. Menominee made a long trip across the state to take on Lake Mills. Menominee won that one 34-10. In games this evening, Edgerton edged out the defending Rock Valley Conference champion McFarland Spartans 28-7. to And a game that is still going on, there's about a minute left. In a game between last year's co-champions in the Big 8, Madison Memorial took a late 28-25 lead on Sun Prairie. We'll update you when that goes final, but there is about a minute remaining as Sun Prairie tries to make a comeback. The game I was at tonight, thought it was going to be a big game. Turned out it wasn't. Wanakee destroyed Monona Grove 54-6. Monona Grove is a very good team. They are a conference champion in the Badger South last year. But Wanakee did some Wanakee things in that one. Wanakee's like Alabama or Clemson. They just kind of reload every year. Yeah. Caden uh, Nelson looked very good at the quarterback spot in his, his first year as a starter. Alec Morgan 
uh, running back that really hadn't played much at all before. Stepped in and did a great job running the football. Wanakee's a machine again. In the uh, southwest part of the state, some smaller schools. Lancaster got a nice 14-7 road win at Pecatonica Argyle. Defending Division 7 champion Blackhawk Warren, 38. Fenimore, 7. Darlington got a home win over Westby, 20-12. It was my Reedsburg Beavers getting a win on youth football night that I missed. I coached the sixth grade team there at Reedsburg, and it was youth night, but I wasn't there. Uh, but the Beavers won 20-6 to over Oregon. And Verona opens up their season, and we'll talk about them many times this year. They've got a ton of talent. 41-7 to over Janesville Parker. All right, out of the Fox Valley this evening, those games that have gone final include Fond du Lac beating Franklin 34-31. Keel beat Kiwani 49-21. Appleton North bested Stevens Point 28-7. Little shoot, they got the best of Marinette tonight, 23-6. We're still looking for some scores from some of those other parts of the state. Uh, let's see, we just ended in the Fox Valley, so we'll go to the north central part of the state where there are a few more scores in. In some games from last night, Nina beat Wisconsin Rapids 45-7. A very impressive win for Nielsville Granton, 41-6 over Fall Creek. Nielsville Granton is a team that had not been very good for quite a while. Marathon went on the road to Abbotsford, but it was Abbotsford getting a 21 0 victory in a marquee game tonight. This was another rematch of a state semifinal game last year in Division 5 that did not end up being a game. Stratford put a running clock on Spencer Columbus Catholic. Wow. Stratford won 41 to nothing. Stratford does feature, by the way, Ben Barton, an outstanding two way lineman who has committed to Wisconsin. And they also they actually have another uh, kid, Easton Kilty, uh, offensive lineman that is committed to North Dakota. So two Division One offensive linemen on that team. Amherst beat up on Anago forty-two to six. Medford very impressive beating Rice Lake fourteen to nothing. Wausau East, a, a program that has struggled for many many years, a very nice win over Merrill twenty-three to six. Hortonville went on the road to top Wausau West thirty-four to seventeen. And the upset of the night, and maybe one of the upsets of the entire year. Defending Division Six state champion Iola Scandinavia loses to Montello Princeton Green Lake 28-22. Iola Scandinavia defending champion in the state of Wisconsin. Montello Princeton Green Lake, we picked to finish last mm. in their Trailways Large Conference. That's a huge upset. You right? never know. You never know with these games early in the season, too, Travis. I think that's part of it. And to close out the scoreboard, our first one of the night in the Eau Claire region. Let's see, try to go through these quickly. Bangor and Lacrosse Central were winners yesterday tonight. Holman beat Chippewa Falls 27-7 on Alaska over Hudson 21-14. Superior beat Somerset 42-6. Spring Valley upended Unity 28-21. Osceola beats Arcadia 41-8. Eau Claire Memorial beat Lacrosse Logan 47-22. And then we're waiting on a score between New Richmond and River Falls. So that is our first scoreboard, uh, complete scoreboard, I guess you could say, for the season. And we'll come back on the other side. We'll have more scores. Hopefully we'll have an entirely complete scoreboard by the time we're back, or at least sometime during the 10 o'clock hour. And we'll be hearing from coaches around the state as well. This is Football Friday Night, powered by WISports.net. Scores, highlights, and analysis. This is Football Friday Night. Welcome in. Football Friday Night powered by Wisports.net. I am Mike Pilch along with Travis Wilson. 
All right, week one coming to a close. Of course, we do have games on Saturday as well, remember, so I shouldn't say it's coming to a close, but the first Friday of the year coming to a close. We'll be talking to some of the coaches from around the state as we move forward into the 10 o'clock hour, Travis. A couple things to bring up. Rule changes for this year. Let's talk about some of the implementations for 2019. We haven't had a uh, any real significant rule changes for a few years, but this year there is one that I think um, is catching people's attention, and that's a 40-second play clock, which is going to get high school football in line with what is done in a college in the NFL, where at immediately after the previous play, a 40-second play clock will begin. Previously, what happened is the ball would get picked up, it'd get thrown into the uh, to the referee in the middle of the field, he'd put it down. They'd look around, make sure all the officials were set, and then the uh, the white hat would wind a 25-second play clock. Now, the difference with that is you were relying on the officials to set the pace of the game. And right. that wasn't always consistent. It wasn't standard. There were some crews that did a great job and got things going. There were some crews, whether they were a little bit up in age or what have you, that just kind of moved a little slowly. And so this standardizes how quickly the game can go. And I think it'll be a good thing overall. It might take a little bit of getting used to. That You might see a few more delay of game penalties or timeouts at the end of a play clock as teams adjust to that. But I think ultimately it'll it'll be a good thing. And uh, by the end of the year, I don't think it will have a significant impact on how things are going at that point. I would have expected it to make a significant impact even tonight, really, because this is something you were aware of going into the year. So that's probably the biggest rule change for 2019. Now, when you look at the defending state champs, normally year in, year out, the teams that compete for state titles are kind of there year in, year out. But Iola Scandinavia, as you said, this is probably, this is like that tiger. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our Astro update the other day, where I think Vegas set a sportsbook record when Detroit beat Houston with Verlander pitching. They were like a 600 minus 600 favorite. Well, Iola Scandinavia tonight, I'm trying to make a good analogy there. I don't know if it worked, but they lost to a team that they're a defending state champ. They're there year in, year out. They lost to a team that you thought might be the worst in their conference going into this season in Montello, Princeton. Yeah, a very shocking loss. Now, Iola Scandinavia lost some very good players, including Bryce Hittner, the state's all-time leading rusher. Uh, from what I understand, their returning quarterback, Connor Kirkey, who was going to be a very significant and impactful player for them, uh, there were some injury questions, and I'm guessing maybe he didn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I mean, that that is an eye-opener amongst the state champions from last year. We talked about Muskego in Division One. They had a game last night against Marquette and got a huge opening win, 14-10. to So they took care of business. Homestead, I haven't seen a final score on them yet. I believe uh, they, they did win convincingly, yes, 42 nothing over West Bend West. Homestead won it all in D2 last year. D3 champ Catholic Memorial had no problems in their opening game. Racine St. Catharines played Thursday night, and they played a, a pretty solid uh, opponent in West Dallas Central, at least a much bigger opponent. West Dallas Central mm-hmm. is a Division One, Two type of team, and Racine St. Catharines won 74 to nothing. 
in Has that anything way. really phased them through the years? No, I mean, they lose Deshaun Brown, who was a uh, an all-everything quarterback last year, and they keep on going. St. Mary Springs plays tomorrow in a huge game against Lake Country Lutheran. Uh, we talked about Iola, Iola Scandinavia. And then uh, Blackhawk in Division 7, a little bit of a change for them as they have a new co-op with Warren, Illinois, but they had no problems. They got a nice win, an impressive win over Fenimore to open their season. All right, there's some coaches on the other side we're going to get to. Corey Mills of Blackhawk, Mike Gregory with Edgerton, one of the coaches we're going to connect with, as well as uh, on Alaska's coach as well, Tom Yashinsky, as we're going to try to hook up with him, maybe Jason Tubbs with Stratford. Lots coming up by the time we are off the airwaves. He is Travis Wilson. I am Mike Pilch. This is Football Friday Night, Week 1 in 2019. This is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. Scores, highlights, and analysis. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Pilch and Travis Wilson. Welcome in Football Friday Night, week one of the 2019 season. Friday night closing down. Most of the scoreboards are packed up and full. We know what has transpired. Certainly some upsets here in week one. The quickest nine weeks on a calendar, that of a high school football season. It starts when it's, oh, 70, 80 degrees, maybe a little humid out. It ends when we're all wearing jackets and pullovers and hoodies and all that. So this is that transitional period at a calendar, and it really begins tonight. And uh, we've got a big scoreboard to get to you, Travis, filling in some of the X's and O's, some coaches to get to as well. But... Before further ado, we're going to get to the scoreboard, and we'll start in the Milwaukee area. We already talked about it. One of the marquee games in the entire state occurred yesterday to kick off the season. Muskego beat Marquette 14-10. to Badger, they were a winner over Greendale 20-7. to Elsewhere in the Milwaukee area, games of note, Burlington in a shootout beat Whitnall 42-35. to Hartford a winner against Slinger tonight, 21-14. Milwaukee Riverside upended Pewaukee, 14-9. Also, Grafton beat Cedarburg, 48-14. Oak Creek bested Wisconsin Lutheran, 44-6. And it was Waterford beating Kenosha Bradford last night, or excuse me, tonight, 15-0. In the Madison area, and a game played Thursday night, Lake Mills hosted Menominee in a, uh, a nice non-conference game that you usually don't get a chance to see. But Menominee came in and won 34-10. Games this evening, Edgerton, who we picked to win the Rock Valley Conference on WIS Sports, was a 28-7 winner over last year's Rock Valley champion, McFarland. A game that has gone final now, we talked about it earlier, Madison Memorial opens with a win over Sun Prairie for a second straight year. Madison Memorial holds on for a 28-15, or excuse me, 28-25 victory. Wanakee all over Monona Grove, 54-6. It was Lancaster getting past Pecatonica Argyle, 14-7. Blackhawk Warren is a 38-7 victor over Fenimore. Darlington beats uh, visiting Westby, 20-12. Watertown gets past Mount Hora Barneveld, 39-20. Reedsburg beat Oregon, 20-6. And Verona, a 41-7 winner over Janesville Parker. Okay, out of the Fox Valley, it was Fond du Lac beating Franklin, 34-31. Keel bested Kiwani, 49-21. Appleton North beat Stevens Point tonight, 28-7. Also, Appleton West over Marshfield, 20-19. Little shoot all over Marinette, 23-6. West of Pierre shut out Shano, 
42 to nothing. A game tomorrow between Lake Country Lutheran and St. Mary's Springs. Two names that we mentioned a lot is going to be played tomorrow. Two outstanding games at Fruit Field this week, by the way. You have Springs hosting Lake Country Lutheran tomorrow. And tonight, of course, Fond du Lac uh, beat a very good Franklin team 34-31 in one of the marquee games in, uh, in Friday night's action. On the North Central scoreboard Thursday night, Nina beat Wisconsin Rapids 45-7. to A very impressive win for Nielsville Granton over Fall Creek 41-6. to One of the marquee games tonight was a rematch of a Division 5 state semifinal from a year ago in Stratford. 41 to nothing over Spencer Columbus Catholic. We'll talk to head coach Jason Tubbs of Stratford a little bit later on Football Friday night. Abbotsford was a shutout winner as well as they got past Marathon 21 to nothing. Amherst, a Division 5 school, beat Anago, a Division 3 school, 42 to 6. Medford, a 14 nothing victor over Rice Lake, a very impressive win for Medford to open the season. Wausau East, a much maligned program the last few years, but they opened with a nice 23-6 victory over Merrill. Hortonville was a 34-17 winner over Wausau West. In a game that we've talked about uh, several times and we'll continue to talk about tonight because it is the upset of the night. Montello Princeton Green Lake beats defending Division VI state champion Iola Scandinavia 28-22. In the Eau Claire, Northwestern, West Central part of the state that covers a whole bunch of area, Thursday night, Bangor opened with a 56-0 win over Melrose Mindoro. Lacrosse Central featuring Johnny and Jordan Davis, Badger basketball recruits, but also outstanding scholarship-type kids in football. They won over Eau Claire North 60-21. Holman beat Chippewa Falls 27-7. It was on Alaska getting past Hudson 21-14. Superior all over Somerset 42-6. Spring Valley beat Unity 28-21. Osceola opens with a nice 41-8 victory over Arcadia. Eau Claire Memorial, 47, Lacrosse Logan, 22. And River Falls, the defending champion in the Big Rivers Conference, opens with a non-conference victory over New Richmond, 35-28. And one of those marquee games of the state this year, Travis, and uh, you kind of mentioned it, or at least in week one, I should say, was that game between Onalaska and Hudson, and probably one of the more marquee matchups that we had tonight. Right now we are... Glad to be joined by the head coach of Alaska, Tom Yashinsky, taking some time out of his very busy schedule to chat with us. Coach, we appreciate it. Welcome aboard, and uh, congratulations on the win. Just kind of walk us through how it happened. Yeah, um, you know, they're a really good team. Hudson's got a lot of really good players. Cade McDonald going to the Badgers and whatnot. So um, we scored early in the, I think it was the second quarter. We had a post route for about 70 yards. Um, and... They came back and, and drove on us, and I think they tied it up there in a second. And then we um, we had a screen pass. Uh, you know, we, we, had a, we had a pretty good running back, so we set up a screen pass using him as a decoy. And that went for about 40 uh, for a touchdown, and we took a lead 14-7 into the half and, um, you know, kind of held on for dear life in the second half as they tied it up. And then we scored with about two and a half minutes or three minutes left to go in the game. And we had an interception in our own 10-yard line to, to, to seal it at the end. It fourth down and 10 and they, you know, they went for it and, um, kid just made Jess on made a great play on it and, and picked it off and, and sealed the game. And we were able to kneel it out. Coach, these early season games, especially these early season non-conference games, how much do you kind of know what to expect from your team and how much is it just a, 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 a learning experience? Not, not only for your kids, but for you as a coaching staff to find out and figure out who you are, what you are 
in what you might be. Yeah, you know, it, it's a huge learning experience. And we told our kids, this is probably the best D-line you're going to face on our schedule this year when you look at the, the D-line that Hudson throws out there. Um, we didn't have our starting left tackle Monday through Wednesday at practice. We didn't have our starting right tackle Wednesday at practice. So you're going against one of the best D-lines and you're practicing without your starting tackles. I, You know, I didn't have a great feeling about the game just because we didn't have the guys repping that we needed to rep. Uh, but... You know, I told the kids, I said, if you want to play at home in level three, you have to win this game because this is one that, that's a statement win in terms of when you go to a seating meeting, you can say we beat someone two divisions higher than us and, and you know, and we deserve a home game because of that or we deserve a two-seat or one-seat, whatever it is. Um, so we talked about that, and, and the kids took that to heart, and they came out ready to go. I'm, I'm real proud of our team. We're talking with Tom Mishinsky, the head coach at on Alaska. His team was a uh, a nice victor tonight over a very good uh, Hudson team. The other part that is probably a, a struggle in uh, some of these early games is sometimes you don't always have everybody ready to go, it, whether it's kids that are sitting out for a code violation or have some dings from the uh, the summertime or whatever it might be. Uh, how are you guys sitting right now? And uh, you know what, what do those early games present as challenges from that perspective? We, we had a full squad, luckily. Uh, we didn't have any any suspensions or any injuries or anything like that. So we had a full squad, um, and but we did have a lot of cramping, which happens early in the season, even though it wasn't super hot. Guys just, their bodies just aren't used to, you know, we had a lot of kids that played both ways because we only got 900 kids, so we, we do have a handful of kids that play both ways. Um, so that was, we, we battled cramps the second half. We had a good number of kids that were in and out, in and out, um, and, you know, we, we beat them with some of our better kids watching just because they couldn't get in there with cramps, which which is hats off to those kids that came in, uh, you know, and, and helped out and, and came off the bench. All right, Coach. Well, congratulations. I know it's never easy this time of year because teams really aren't who they're going to be. I think it takes a couple of weeks, but you found a way to win this week. You've got to believe River Falls next week. So uh, get them ready for next week, and we'll talk to you again down the line. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. That is Coach Tom Yashinsky. His team off to want to know start. You kind of borrowed the question about the early season stuff that I was going to ask him because I think that's a question for a coach uh, anywhere in the state at this time of year. So I think it's interesting. Yeah. You, you never know. And, you know, I heard that maybe Monona Grove and their loss to Wanakee tonight was missing some guys. But uh, you, you got to have guys step in and ready to go. All right, more scores, more interviews on the other side. This is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. You're listening to Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. All right, welcome back in. Football Friday night, powered by Wisports.net. I am Mike Pilch, along with Travis Wilson of Wisports.net. Now, like we already talked about, we may not have every score for you, but Travis, you're going to be able to get every score in the state if you go to Wisports.net, right? There's a couple ways you can get every score in the state. You can go to Wisports.net, go to the football page, and click on scores. 
or you can follow at FootballWSN on Twitter. That's our scores account that automatically tweets out every final score in the state as soon as it goes final in our system. So you have a couple different ways that you can get all of that information. As a reminder, we're only going to go through 25 or so scores on Football Friday Night, pick out some of the big games, but you can go find all of them at WSN. At WSN, and again, what was the uh, the Twitter handle too? At football WSN is that uh, Twitter handle on uh, on on Twitter. If you want to get all the scores right into your uh, feed, okay. And it they could probably just personally ask you, and off top of your head, you'll probably know what they are too, right? I could probably look on our scoreboard real quick, okay, because that's probably the way it it goes with you, because you know more about high school sports than like the high school sports gods do, basically. I thought I was the high school. Well, you are. Yeah. How many followers do you have on Twitter now? Like 3,000, 4,000? Like 12 or 13,000. Do you really have that many? That's not that many, Mike. No, 14,000. That's not that many. Well. In reality. It depends on your point of view, I guess. But, well, a lot to get to. We're going to get to more scores on the other side. A couple of more um, interviews as well. And before we do that, I think we'll get to a couple of the scores that are in the Milwaukee area real quick before we get to our next interview. Last night, as mentioned, Marquette fell to Muskego 14-10. to It was Badger over Greendale 20-7. to Kettle Moraine lost to Waukesha West 14-7. Uh, Burlington beat Whitnall 42-35. It was Hartford over Slinger 21-14. Milwaukee Riverside over Pewaukee 14-9. Menominee Falls beat Germantown 29-7. Grafton upended Cedarburg 48-14. Wisconsin Lutheran fell to Oak Creek by the score of 44-6. And Kenosha Bradford was beaten by Waterford. 15 nothing. By the way, another thing, Travis, people can do before we get to our next coach here is they can also tweet in some of the big performances of the night. Yeah, absolutely. We'll run it down in our uh, last segment shortly before 11 o'clock tonight, some of the big individual performances from around the state. Let's take a look at the Madison scoreboard, though, and we'll start last night. A game, Menominee went to Lake Mills and won 34-10. And one of the big games tonight was in the Rock Valley Conference where the team that we had – in our conference preview as the favorite Edgerton went on the road and beat McFarland last year's conference champion, 28 to seven. And on the heels of that victory, joining us on football Friday night is head coach, Mike Gregory from the Edgerton Crimson Tide coach. We appreciate you joining us on football Friday night, man. That's got to feel, yeah, that's got to feel real good to open the year with a uh, pretty impressive victory on the road at the defending conference champion. Oh, it, it, it's a huge win for uh, for us and our kids. You know, they beat us last year, and then they went nine and zero, and we ended up being eight and one. So, I mean, we chased them the entire year. Uh, so, it's nice to get that uh, that one leg up on them this year. It's so funny, Coach, because it's week one, and the weather's still hot, and you're just getting it. You're not really into the rhythm of the season yet. Yet, right out of the gate, you have a game that's that's kind of big. That means a lot for your playoff positioning and everything. How do you just turn the dial that quickly coming right out of camp and preseason workouts and everything? Well, we've been talking about it since day one. We've been, been gearing towards McFarland because of what, what happened last year. So, I mean, we kind of neglected our scrimmage a little bit as far as preparation and been working for them for, for three weeks. Uh, we have had a little bit of an advantage as our kids are back in school. So we're a little bit more back into our routine here um, because we've got some construction issues going on. So we started early to get done early for construction at the end of the year. So I think that's a plus for our kids, too. We're talking with Mike Gregory, the head coach at Edgerton. His team beat 
McFarland 28 to 7 tonight. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Coach, uh, you guys have a number of talented players coming back, including a, a few that are starting to garner some college attention. Reed Farrington is a, a lineman, Ben Wildman, a linebacker. Uh, talk to us a little bit about some of those guys that you have coming back that are leaders for you and uh, maybe guys that will play at the next level. Well, they're just they're, they're good kids, first of all, that have then, you know, just worked their tails off to, uh, to put themselves in the position to, to look down the road. You know, Reed Farrington last year played at 250. Um, you know, this year he's up to about 280, um, and it's a good 280. I mean, he just absolutely worked his, his tail off. And Ben Wildman, a lot the same thing. And they're seniors this year. Um, you know, they've just taken a, a huge step from where they're at junior year to their senior year, and they are our leaders. They were both unanimously selected as captains and, uh, you know, really bring good things to us on both sides of both sides of the football the, the tough part is that early part of the season going both ways is, is very very difficult especially when you get into a, a game that's a grind like against McFarland um, you know those kids really really get taxed early in the year coach how do you balance that not only having guys that go both ways but trying to balance their workload so that they're fresh at the end of the season as well well, that's what I mean. Like, you know, tonight we got that, when we scored that, that last touchdown, we got kids out, you know, so the last three minutes of the game, we've, we've got subs in there. We tried to, to spot start, you know, to get one of them a rest, uh, you know, here and here, here and there. Um, but there's such a big part of what we do. It, it, it's hard, but it's especially difficult when you're a lineman, you know, in every single play, you know, you're grinding out uh, against, uh, against somebody else. So it, it, it's tough, but, you know, hopefully they've worked hard in the off season. I know they've worked hard in camp for us. You know, they come in, in in good shape. And what a beautiful night! This for the first night August in Wisconsin. You know, it's not ninety degrees, right. it's high humidity. I mean, it was absolutely a beautiful night for football. Yeah the the that lack helped. the lack of humidity had to have been a breath of fresh air, so to speak, for your players. Because I can remember myself twenty plus years ago in high school playing. 85 degrees, 60% humidity, and there were cramps with every other guy out there. This was almost yeah. perfect week one weather, I think statewide, really. Oh, yeah, I agree. We had uh, McFarland had one kid go down with a cramp. We had a kid get a slight cramp. And usually a first game of the year, it's significantly worse than, worse than that. Yeah. I worried about this game for six months because of us playing on turf. <laughs> you know, just thinking if it's 90, <laughs> this is going to be awful. Real quick, I don't know if it was an issue for you. That's why I'm asking. We talked about the 40-second play clock. Did things regarding that kind of go smoothly in your game tonight? Didn't notice it. Okay. Did not notice one incident um, of it at all, uh, except late when we were trying to run a little clock. Uh, it seemed like we had more time before, yeah. the, before the back judge started counting. Uh, but I, I don't think it was, it wasn't a factor at all. For us. All right. 
Well, Coach Mike Gregory with Edgerton, congrats. It's a week one win. You can breathe a little easier now, but uh, your team and your coaches will get into the rhythm of the season. I'm sure you'll knock down some film tonight and tomorrow and get ready for week two. So get them ready, and we'll talk to you again down the road. Okay, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. That is Mike Gregory, the head coach of Edgerton, and uh, his team a winner tonight, Travis, out of the Madison area. And I think we picked, left off there in the Madison area, so we'll pick up uh, with the rest of the Madison scores here throughout week one. Yeah, so again, Edgerton beat McFarland 28-7. to In a, a another spotlight game, two teams ranked highly in our preseason rankings, co-champions of the Big 8 last year. And just like last season, Madison Memorial got a tough win over Sun Prairie in week one, going on the road and beating the Cardinals 28-25. Wanakee did Wanakee things beating Monona Grove 54-6 to in the Warriors, despite some significant graduation losses, once again looking like a top playoff contender and state title contender. Lancaster beat Pecatonica Argyle 14-7. It was defending D7 state champion Blackhawk, who's now in a new co-op with Warren, Illinois, beating Fenimore 38-7. Darlington gets past Westby 20-12. Watertown goes on the road and opens their year impressively in a Badger crossover, beating Mount Hora Barneveld 39-20. Reedsburg gets past Oregon 20-6, and Verona was a 41-7 winner over Janesville Parker. All right, we head to the Fox Valley for tonight's finals there. Fond du Lac beat Franklin tonight 34-31. Keel beat Kiwani 49-21. Appleton North got the best of Stevens Point 28-7. New Berlin Eisenhower beat Plymouth 27-24. Appleton West won better than Marshfield. They're a winner 20 to 19. A road win for Fox Valley Lutheran 1912 over Denmark. Little Shoot beats Marinette 23 to 6. West Appear shut out Shano tonight 42 nothing. And in the Fox Valley tomorrow, it'll be Lake Country Lutheran playing at St. Mary's Springs. And just want to highlight that game again because. Uh, we've mentioned a few of them, but just wanted to highlight this. There are three games this week on the schedule uh, that are rematches of state semifinal games last year. There's only 14 yeah. state semifinal games, right. and we get three rematches right here in week one. That's weird. Last night, Muskego beat Marquette in a re, uh, rematch of a D1 semifinal. Tonight, it was Stratford all over Spencer Columbus Catholic 41 to nothing in a D5 semifinal rematch, and another D5 semifinal rematch tomorrow when St. Mary Springs hosts Lake Country Lutheran. In the north-central part of the state, we talked about that Stratford win, but also tonight, Abbotsford shut out Marathon 21-0. It was Amherst getting past Anago 42-6. Rice Lake goes on the road and loses to Medford 14-0. Wausau East, an impressive win for them, 23-6 over Merrill. It was Hortonville getting past Wausau West 34-17. In the upset of the night, Montella Princeton Green Lake beats defending D6 champion Iowa Scandinavia 28-22. And by the way, two games last night of note in that area. Nina goes on the road to beat Wisconsin Rapids 45-7. Our uh, friends at WFHR up there in Wisconsin Rapids, one of our affiliates, Mm -hmm. not too happy about that one. And then Fall Creek goes on the road and loses to Nielsville Granton 41-6. All right, in the Eau Claire, kind of northwest area of the state tonight. Actually, yesterday, Bangor beat... Melrose Mindoro, 56 to nothing. Eau Claire North fell to Lacrosse Central, 60 to 21. Tonight, it was Holman getting the best of Chippewa Falls, 27 to 7. Hudson lost to Onalaska, 21 7. Superior, a road win, 42 to 6 over Somerset. Let's see, it was Spring Valley beating Unity, 26 to 21. 
Osceola beat Arcadia 41-8. to Eau Claire Memorial bested Lacrosse Logan 47-22. And River Falls, a touchdown better than New Richmond tonight, Travis, by the score of 35-28. So that gets you caught up on the scores of notes, so to speak, here in Week 1. And uh, some of the week per- big week performances, if you've got some, we've got a few rolling in, but if you've got some of those big performances, let us know about that as well. I am on Twitter at MD Pilch. Travis, you are at? Travis WSN. Yes, and uh, we'll try to get those and pub for your school and your player. A couple of those are rolling in tonight here at Week 1. We'll do that throughout the course of the season as we move forward. A few minutes left before we have to take a break here statewide, Travis, and uh you know, week one's always a tough week to really dissect because teams aren't who they're going to be. That's something that I think you see more and more in the game of football. I think you're even seeing it more in the NFL now for the first three, four weeks with the less and less players play and training camp and all that. And it's true in high school as well, and maybe some of these games tonight were a product of that, including that loss by Iola Scandinavia to Montello, uh, Princeton Green Lake 28-22. I don't know that that was the case, but... You just don't know what you're going to get this early in the season. And you don't know what you're going to get all the time out of 15, 16, 17-year-old high school kids. You know, can you run around? Are you going to be where you're going to be? Are you going to be covering this up? You don't know if these kids are really ready. And you don't know what they're thinking about or what they're going through at home. If their girlfriend just broke up with them, if they've got a huge math test tomorrow. This is high school, remember, folks. right? It is high school. And you don't know what you're going to get. And that's why... A lot of times there is a pretty significant amount of unpredictability in uh, in results and what happens from week to week. There are programs, the the Kimberleys, the Arrowheads, the Muskegos, the Edgars, the Lancasters that are good year after year after year after year. But there are a lot of places where you don't quite know what's going to happen every night. Yeah, and I think you saw some of that tonight. And, you know, another score that really caught my eye was Rice Lake getting shut out by Medford 14 nothing. Rice Lake's a school that puts up enormous numbers week in, week out, and they were blanked tonight. They have lost some really talented athletes the last couple of years, including a guy that has gone not only national but international, Kenny Bednarik, who was a, oh, yeah. uh, right. a running back, slot back for them a couple of years ago that in his first year at Indian Hills Community College down in Iowa – Broke college records, he broke national records, and has a good shot of making the Olympics as a sprinter in the 200 and 400. Him, uh, the the Clairvaux brothers, uh, Peyton Buckley, they lost some really, really outstanding athletes. That's a school that reloads, though, year in and year out, it seems, too, though. They are. And and the system they play offensively is something that's so difficult to prepare for because nobody else really does it. Well, there are teams that do it, just not many anymore. They run kind of a variation of the flex bone. Reedsburg runs that. Wisconsin Rapids used to, but doesn't anymore. Um, but you're seeing less and less of that offense. But uh, normally, they are a team that does reload, and they've made some really deep playoff runs the last few years. Alright, more reaction to what has gone on here in week one. We'll give you at least one or two more scoreboard updates and some more coaches as well as we move forward. Week one just about in the books. Couple of games to get underway tomorrow. He is Travis Wilson of Wisports.net. I am Mike Pilch. This is Football Friday Night in Week 1. You're listening to Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. That it is. We're back in town indeed. 
I am Mike Pilch, along with Travis Wilson of Wisports.net, getting you through week one of the high school football season 2019, the fastest nine weeks on a calendar, that of a high school football season, and with the exception of the games to be played tomorrow, we've already got a week of the books. Get you another scoreboard update by the time we are off the air, but uh, instead... Right now, we are going to be joined by yet another coach around the state. It is Jason Tubbs of Stratford. As his team came up victorious here in Week 1, it's a team that was there and almost did that, getting the state last year in Madison. They're returning a lot. Coach, thanks for spending some time. I know it's always busy, probably breaking down some film already, but uh, congrats on the win, and uh, walk us through it tonight. Hey, thank you. Uh, Guys played great. I was really, really pleased with my defense tonight. They... Uh, you know, all week, you know, Spencer Columbus runs a very unique offense with a lot of moving parts, and our guys really stayed disciplined and, and stayed in their gaps and, and tackled really well. And, and uh, in week one, if you can get that type of play from an experienced group, I'm real proud of them. Coach, you opened with a game against a team that you faced in the state semifinals last year. Uh, when you schedule games like this in your non-conference, what, what are you looking to accomplish? What are some of the things that you want to do? And uh, what's your view on, on scheduling a really strong opponent like this? You know, last year they beat us 27-7 to in week one at their place, you know, and it kind of prepared us for the rest of the season, and it kept kind of reminding our guys that you can't take anything for granted. And then when we got a chance to play them in the snowball uh, game and, and level four playoffs, you know, it really showed how well we improved throughout the year. But, you know, they're going to be joining us in the conference next year. But, you know, any chance you get to have a quality opponent only 15 miles away, you know, we'll, we'll take that every day if we can. Talking with Coach Jason Tubbs of Stratford. Now, Coach, uh, your team, I'm not sure how many starters, how many players. I know you got two D1 kids on your offensive line, which is always nice. But you've got a lot of returning players anyway. Talk about how easy or not easy it is to transition through camp and going in through the early parts of the year with those kind of veterans coming back, knowing the system and just got to be a lot easier to get them ready to play this early in the season as opposed to a lot of other seasons, I would guess. Yeah, absolutely. And to give our guys credit, they really weight-lifted and worked their tails off in the off season. They didn't like the way the season ended last year. And uh, they enjoyed getting down to Madison and, and went an experience. But they, they, they felt that they left some plays on the field that the possible chance to win that game. So they really uh, got in the weight room and lifted weights hard. So that part was easy coming in as one of the strongest teams we've had now and you know with the two D one players apart, but you also got a couple other kids that are also getting division one looks and division two looks, which we haven't had in forever. So we gotta enjoy it. They're twenty seniors. A lot of them came back from last year's team, so we gotta enjoy it this year. Coach you mentioned and we've mentioned and briefly talked about the the kids that you have coming back, including Ben Barton. And for the the folks that maybe didn't get a chance to see him at state last year or haven't seen him, don't want don't know much about him. Fill us in and, and fill the, the listeners in on what they can expect from Ben Barton, not only this year, but as he transitions to that career at the next level. He's a very athletic kid. He, he has a, he's such an athlete. He plays basketball. You see him running up and down the court with his rest of his teammates. So you'll see a lot of movement, a lot of flexibility. Uh, and then this offseason, he really, you know, he went from a kid that was around 240 last year, and now he's up to 275, and he really hit the weights and got bigger and stronger, but his speed actually got better. Which you know, as they say, if you get lifted more, you tend to get faster. And you know, one and one of his lifting buddies, Easton Kilty, I was 
filling up the program to to get it updated. And last year in the program he was six two two twenty, and right now he's six five two eighty three. So he had a heck of an offseason, and him and Ben were lifting buddies all summer and, and uh, in the spring and really pounded the weights, as you could tell, on the field. Not just that, he grew three inches. <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. bad, too. Yeah, I, I don't think he's shaving yet, either. You know, that's the thing, too. I think he's going to grow another two more inches. So, you know, I think North Dakota is going to be pretty happy, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if some other schools now come knocking on the door as well. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. Well, Coach Jason Tubbs of Stratford, we appreciate the time. Uh, good way to begin your season, and we'll see if we talk to you again down the road. Get it ready for week two. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Anytime. You got it. That is Coach Jason Tubbs with Stratford. You know, life's good when you're a high school program and you've got two D1 players on your offensive line. That's a sign that we can do whatever we want to do. And not only two Division One players, but two Division One football players at a small school. Yeah, you know, we we actually have seen it a few times. Uh, a couple of years ago, Unity had two D one <laughs> kids on their offensive line. That's a similar size school. Uh, not common, but we have seen it before. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have. It's a nice luxury to have for anybody, let alone a, a school like Stratford. And now, you know, they they get past this early test against Spencer Columbus Catholic, and now it'll be interesting to see how they go through the rest of the. Uh, rest of the season, and what is always a tough game with their big rival, Edgar, a team that beat them at the end of the season last year to actually claim a Merrillwood Conference title. Um, Before, as as Coach mentioned, they they transitioned to some different uh, conference alignment next year when the statewide realignment kicks in. When does that kick in? What's the latest? There was some more off-season buzz about that. It gets confusing. I have to reread it all, and it's just very confusing, hard to keep up with. So what was the latest that transpired in the off season there to well, get there, people caught up? Yeah, I'm not going to run down every conference, but there were changes uh, that were made, and, and essentially it was a uh, an effort by the WFCA and the WIAA uh, to kind of standardize the, the makeup. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...of conferences around the state, because as it is now... There are some conferences with five teams, which means you have to play four conference games and you only have to win two to, to get be, into the playoffs. Right. There are a number of conferences that have ten teams. You've got to play nine conference games. You've got to win five, maybe four, to get into the playoffs. And so there was this imbalance of the size of conferences, how many wins you had to get to get into the playoffs, because not everybody gets into the postseason. And so the, the, uh, the goal of the, the process was to get everybody standardized. And essentially what it came down to is, uh, we made it so that every team is in either an eight-team conference or if they're in a seven-team conference, they're sistered up with another league where they play one crossover that will count in the standings. And it brings a lot of uniformity to the uh, the game and and playoff qualification, et cetera. You can find all of that, by the way, at wissports.net. You can find the actual plan itself, where all the changes are going to take place, roughly – 15 to 16% of the state moved, of teams in the state moved to a different conference. It's a lot. It, it is a lot, but you know, when you're looking at uh, almost 400 teams, um, 
you know, a lot of teams stayed put. Now, they might still be impacted because maybe they stay where they are, but another team comes into their conference or something like that. But ultimately, it was a very difficult process when you realign 400 schools. Um, but I think it turned out very well. There were a few teams here and there that understandably weren't happy with where they were placed as you start to move teams around. But it's such a, a, a difficult thing when you have the domino effect, right? Maybe you want to move one team, but it impacts three other conferences. And, you know, moving one team, does it make things better overall or, you know, does it make it worse? Does it just shift the burden of, you know, who's getting impacted negatively? So it was it was a very difficult process, but the WFCA, to its credit, and the WIA contributing, uh, I think, came up with a very good proposal that will go into play next year. Well, not just that, but it could change your scheduling outlook. It might change some of your open slots that you can schedule and can't schedule year in, year out, too, and you may have to change things around there. Well, here's, uh, I think it's a, a good thing in that every oh, yeah. team in the state now has open for non-conference games, whoever they want to play in weeks one and two. So we can get some big-time games that we Which would never be able to see. Tonight, uh, yeah. So next year, Verona and Wanakee are going to play. Uh, you're going to have some other big-time non-conference games that we would have loved to have seen for many, many years. Maybe someday Wanakee and Sun Prairie will get a chance right. to play. I know they've talked about it before. Um, Hudson and Sun Prairie are going to play. So you get some of these non-conference games that, in our area, the Big you used Eight, to dream of, kind the, of. Yeah, the Big Eight never played non-conference games. The Badger doesn't play non-conference games because they play crossovers in those first couple weeks. So now we're going to get a chance to see some of those types of matchups, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Fun, and this is something that was just kind of commonsensical as far as I'm concerned. You know, if that's the way your playoff qualifiers work, it doesn't make sense for one school to have to win three or four games and another to win two just to be playoff eligible. So to me, it's just a move that was kind of due to be made, and it was finally made. So, Well, we appreciate that positive feedback from right. those, uh, those of us on the committee, Mike. All right. Well, you know, I'm... If you want to take my word for it, make of that what you will. I don't know what if that means much to you or not, but uh, that's uh, that's kind of the way that looked out. All right, so that was uh, the situation there. You want to get started with a scoreboard? We'll probably have to finish it on the other side, but we may as well at least whet your appetite as we go into the break, Travis. And I guess as we normally do, we'll start in that Milwaukee area. Games Thursday night in the Milwaukee area. The game of the week on Wisports.net, Muskego. Beats Marquette fourteen to ten in a rematch of a Division One state semifinal game last year. Badger tops Greendale twenty to seven. Games this evening: Waukesha West squeaks by Kettle Moraine fourteen to seven. Burlington was a forty-two thirty-five victor over Whitnall. Slinger goes on the road and falls to Hartford twenty-one to fourteen. Milwaukee Riverside a nice win for the city conference as they beat Pewaukee fourteen to nine. Nominee Falls top Germantown twenty-nine to seven. Grafton was a forty-eight fourteen winner over Cedarburg. Oak Creek all over Wisconsin Lutheran 44 to 6 and Waterford shuts out Kenosha Bradford 15 to nothing. We'll run through the scores out of the Madison area yesterday. It was Menominee over Lake Falls 34 to 10 tonight. Edgerton beat McFarland as we talked about earlier 28 to 7. Madison Memorial did hold off Sun Prairie Memorial getting a win 28-25 to school that a lot of people are kind of high on this season. Returning a lot of players. Wanakee keeps rolling. They beat Minota Grove 54-6 to tonight. It was Lancaster beating Pecatonica Argyle 14-7. Blackhawk, they defeated Fedemore 38-7. Darlington over Westby 20-12. Watertown got the best of Mount Hora Barneveld 39-20. Oregon fell at Travis's Reedsburg 20-6. 
and it was Verona. And we'll, like we said, probably be talking about them quite a bit this season. They beat Janesville Parker tonight, 41-7. In the Fox Valley area, big-time game, Fond du Lac, 34-31 winners over Franklin. It was Keel going on the road in a showdown of top 10 teams, beating Kiwani 49-21. Appleton North tops Stevens Point, 28-7. New Berlin-Eisenhower holds off Plymouth, 27-24. Appleton West squeaks by Marshfield, 20-19. Fox Valley Lutheran was a 19-12 winner over Denmark. Little Shoot gets an opening win, beating Marinette 23-6. And West appears shuts out Shawano 42-0. A big game tomorrow up in that area in Fond du Lac at 7 p.m. St. Mary Springs hosts Lake Country Lutheran in a rematch of a Division Five state semifinal from last year. Scores from the north-central area of the state as well as kind of the northwest area. We'll get to those on the other side because we are indeed... Just about due for a break. Also on the other side, we may run through the scores one more time, but we'll also have our top performances, our big performances that we've talked about here in week one. you still got a chance to get those in at MD Pilch at Travis WSN. And uh, we'll try to get those on the air for you as well and recap week one of the 2019 season. He is Travis Wilson. I am Mike Pilch. This is Football Friday Night powered by Wisports.net. This is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. Finishing up week one of the 2019 high school football season, I am Mike Pilch, along with Travis Wilson of Wisports.net. A couple of games that are going to be played tomorrow will wrap up week one. Some eye-openers here in uh, the opening week. We'll maybe touch on those a little bit as we move on. Some of the top performances of the week coming in as well. But before we get to all that, that music from, um, who was that, Blake Shelton? Yeah. Blake Shelton. In what an appropriate way to intro this segment, because if you were outside tonight, if you were, especially if you uh-huh. were at a high school football game, man, that... That felt like God's country. When you're out there with the Friday night lights, the sunset, it's 70 degrees, it no perfect. humidity. It was God's country, and uh, it was a heck of a way to start the season. That it was, as uh, some of the coaches even alluded to, and we were talking to them earlier. It's very rare. Normally, at this time of year, it's hotter than this. So this was almost, I don't want to say it was perfect football weather, but it was as close to perfect as you're going to get for August 23rd. And I think everybody's going to... Enjoy it. All right, let's finish out the scoreboard. We'll start uh, in the north-central part of the state because we went through Milwaukee, Madison, and the Fox Valley before we took our last break. North-central part of the state yesterday, Nina beat Wisconsin Rapids 45-7, and it was Nielsville-Granton beating Fall Creek 41-6 tonight. Stratford beat Spencer Columbus Catholic 41-0. It was Abbotsford over Marathon 21-0. Amherst at home beat Anago 42-6. Medford over Rice Lake, 14-0. We still don't have a score on Newman Catholic and Oakfield, is that right? That's right. That's an eight-man or eight-player eight game. We'll, yeah. we'll try to get that one. Uh Wausau East beat Merrill 23-6. Hortonville doubled up Wausau West 34-17. And the upset of the night, Montello, Princeton, Green Lake, they beat Iola Scandinavia 28-22. In the western, northwestern part of the state, Thursday night, it was Bangor opening with a very impressive 56-0 shutout over Melrose-Mendoro. 
across Central. Again, sporting a couple Badger basketball recruits, Jordan and uh, Johnny Davis, twin brothers, quarterback and receiver. They put up big numbers, 60-21 to over Eau Claire North. Games tonight, Holman, a 27-7 win over Chippewa Falls. It was on Alaska. We talked to head coach Tom Yashinsky a little bit earlier tonight. They beat Hudson 21-14. to Superior goes on the road to beat up on Somerset 42-6. Spring Valley gets past Unity 28-21. Osceola all over Arcadia on the road 41-8. Eau Claire Memorial, Mike Sins gets a win to open the season 47-22 over Lacrosse Logan. And River Falls, the defending champion in the Big Rivers Conference, they beat Newman Rich, excuse me, New Richmond in a close game 35-28. All right, now some of those week one performances you mentioned um, Lacrosse Central and Johnny and Jordan Davis, those numbers last night in that 60-21 to win. Johnny, 8 of 19 passing, 178 yards, three touchdowns, and all of them went to his brother. He also carried the ball seven times for 158 yards. As for Jordan, he finished with the three touchdown catches and 112 yards. And remember, they are basketball recruits, not football recruits. They could have been football recruits. In fact, uh, for a long time, it seemed like Jordan might have a better chance to get a big-time scholarship offer in football as opposed to basketball until uh, the Badgers came in with a late offer to try to secure him and Johnny on the hardwood. And Johnny probably could have been a scholarship-type kid, maybe not Big Ten, but maybe lower uh, D1, FCS, something like that, as a quarterback. So talented multi-sport kids, and you love the fact that even though they've already committed to Wisconsin for basketball, they're, they're continuing yeah. to play football and put it on the line. And Jordan actually missed a considerable amount of, I think it was his sophomore year, with a football injury. Um, so they, they got back at it. All right, you're out and about more than I am in terms of getting around to the youth sports and talking to coaches and all that. With the world of AAU and focusing on one sport, do you still find most coaches like it when you perform in more than one sport? They do like it. They they say they like it. Everybody says they like multi-sport athletes. The difference sometimes is the expectations that coaches put on kids. They don't come out and say, we want you to only play football or we only want you to play basketball. They might say, we want you to, to compete in multiple sports, but then they ask you to do you know four nights a week in the summer of workouts with your basketball right. team and tournaments on the weekend and everything else. And, and what they ask of you is different and in, in doesn't allow you to do multiple sports. Now, again, most places they will encourage it, they will emphasize it, they will ask for it, especially at the smaller schools. But that that is something, and that is a concern I have, to be quite honest with you, not just in football, and in fact it's more so in other sports, is, yeah, they might say they want you to, to do multiple things, but when it comes down to it, their uh, their expectations allow uh, don't allow you to actually play multiple sports. You know, it doesn't seem like the 90s were that long ago when I was in school and it wasn't to that extreme then. It's just amazing how quickly some of that changes. All right, some of the other big uh, week one performances here, Travis, because we have a few of them that have come in. Yeah, Keel, we mentioned, got a big win over Kiwani, and Hunter Sharonbrock had a big game in that one. Four long touchdowns, a 92-yard kick return touchdown, and then three receptions of 67, 55, and 30 yards in that game is again they got a nice win over Kiwani. Ricky Kennedy of Racine Park, they beat South Milwaukee tonight. He had five total touchdowns, 133 rushing yards, 136 passing yards from the quarterback spot. In a losing effort, it was Nate Nate Varkersell, 
from Whitnall had 31 rush attempts, 386 yards, and five touchdowns, but it wasn't enough mm. as they lost tonight to, uh, who did they lose to? They lost to Burlington in a 42-35 shootout in that one. Michael Wiemet from Lakeland, 337 total yards as a quarterback. He was responsible for five touchdowns. And Tyler Tenner of Racine Lutheran, 253 rushing yards to open the season. He had four rushing touchdowns. And especially noteworthy in that one because Tyler Tenner does have a shot, a pretty decent shot if he stays healthy, to break the all-time rushing record in the state of Wisconsin, which was just set last year by Bryce Hittner from Iola Scandinavia, by the way, Racine Lutheran lost to Iola Scandinavia in the Division Six state title game last year, as those two went head-to-head a number of times. But a, a record that was just set and now has a good chance of being broken already. Tenor, you know, if he averages 200 yards or so and they get to level two, level three, that will do it. Um, and he's going to put up some big yards because that's a very good team. Uh, they play a couple of tough games, Martin Luther and Racine St. Catharines. But other than that, they're going to put up some big numbers, and he's going to have a chance to put up a lot of yards. Um, a very balanced kid. He's He's got a wide base, a low center of gravity. He's not necessarily going to be a Division One type recruit, but he's a very good high school football player, and I think somebody hopefully will take a chance on him at the scholarship level, whether it's Division Two or maybe low Division One, um, because he can run the football. You know, it's amazing. All these offensive numbers that are being set year in, year out, I told you during the break, they seem to fall so quickly now because – the proliferation of offenses and rule changes just seems like a lot of these offensive numbers just don't last the way they used to. And uh, more games now for yeah, a lot of these two. teams. Yep. Um, you know, it, it it's adding up. Now, it's not quite like basketball where they've added four regular season games and more playoffs and yep. everything else that you know makes a thousand an extra score. tournament in the middle of the season here yeah, and there and uh, yeah it's not quite to that level but the way the game is play, being played you will see some of these offensive numbers and offensive records continue to get threatened and or broken yeah so it's amazing Bryce Hittner still the the guy that holds that record it'll be interesting to see who knows maybe you'll wind up uh, holding it on for holding on to it for 50 more years maybe it'll be this season nobody knows but it's just interesting how quickly some of these are falling quickly in the last couple of minutes. Some of your your takeaways from week one here. Let's take a look at three big storylines from tonight. First of all, Iola Scandinavia losing. The defending Division Six state champions, not only do they lose, they lose to a team that was 2-7 and seven last year that we picked to finish last in their conference. Now, maybe Montello, Princeton, Green Lake is better than what we thought, but maybe Iola Scandinavia has really taken a hard hit by graduation and other uh, injuries and isn't going to be a contender in Division Six. The other part was the number of big games on the schedule this week for right away in week one. We yeah. had 12 games that featured both teams ranked in our preseason rankings. A number of them featured teams that were ranked in the top six or seven. And that includes the final thing that uh, we'll cap out our big three with, and that is Muskego beating Marquette last night in the game of the week. Yep. Muskego uh, beat Marquette in the state semifinals last year, beats them last night. Muskego is rolling. They have nine starters back from that team that won it all last year and looking very good early on. Quickly, last uh, 45 seconds or so, how do people find scores? How do people read, get the latest info, all that? Head over to wisports.net. You can find scores from all the games tonight. You can also, on Monday, find the prep props. Where we're hot. We'll highlight all of the big individual performances, and you can start to look for our regular content, our team of the week, our, co- our player of the week polls that come out. Tuesday will be our coach rankings, and then kind of settling into regular 
uh, content all week throughout the season. And, of course, we'll, you'll let us know your game of the week and some of the marquee matchups on there as well. We'll also talk about them next week when we recap week two of the 2019 high school football season. He is Travis Wilson. I am Mike Pilch. This is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.